Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Look, it is that time we bring in Peter Mullen. Hello, Peter. Good afternoon, Mark. Look, you're, you're already upset. It doesn't take long to get you upset. Uh, before we came on, Peter said, Mark, can you have a look at the weather for the weekend? Because I'm going away on a, a little holiday junket and it's going to be raining. So you're not very happy, Peter, already. No, and thanks for um, pointing that bad weather. Maybe there's something you can do about that. N- not a lot. Not a lot. Not okay. a lot. Well, we heard okay. Gavin Morris early say it's going to be pretty ordinary, so I can't beat that, I'm afraid. <laughs> we can, however, get on our soapbox. I missed last week when you were talking about microwave ovens, but this afternoon you want to talk about soy. Yeah, it's a, com- it's a common question, and depending on who you listen to, soy is either a superfood or it's going to increase your risk of cancer. So thought today we'd talk about what's the problem, what I think the problem is with soy, and um, should we really be eating it? We're going to have a look at soy this afternoon. Yeah, well, soy, soy is a, um, a food or a, a bean. It looks like a pea, actually, only bigger. It's a mem... mem- it's can't a get that out. <coughs> Excuse he's, me. He's going away here. It's a member of the legume family of um, vegetables, I guess. So they're legumes like corn, of course, between a vegetable and a grain. Um, and it's used in a lot of different um, foods, you know. And, and I was reading an article recently, it was saying that ninety percent of soy grown in the states is actually genetically modified. Do you think that should be a concern in and of itself, Peter? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. One of the issues with um, genetically modifying um, products, like the reason they genetically modify um, soy, is to make it um, uh, not not be affected by Roundup. And to genetically modify something, they actually use um, DNA from bacteria that gets inserted into the plant DNA. So the the proponents of um, why we shouldn't genetically modify, and I think we've talked about this before, is that it creates products or molecules or compounds that we've never had in our system before that they that then may alter the genetic viability of our gut flora. So the the... the 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 problems with genetically modified, you know, is that our gut flora is going to eventually be affected, along with a lot of other things as well. And the fact that it is all relatively new, we we it, we're sort of at the cusp of of it. Really, we don't really know long term what what it potentially may or may not do. Yeah, well, it's a bit like what we were talking about with microwaves last week. You know, where they're creating those unique radiolytic products in the food. There's, you know, we we don't need to be adding in new compounds and new molecules and new things into our diet you know we're already seeing that our gut flora has changed dramatically over the last hundred years you know and and all of this and you think about all that soy is also going to contain roundup now as well so it's just toxic upon toxic upon toxic and i think people aren't looking far enough to head to see you know what this might actually mean to our health long term Mm. have we already started to see um anything in this area peter or is it still a little bit too early to tell Oh, well, look, soy, soy is one of those foods that, you know, it's been around for a long time. It's grown originally as a food source, you know, for cattle. Um, and, you know, everyone says, well, if the Asians have been using it for years, why is soy such a problem for us? And, you know, some of the um, problems with soy is, number one, it contains a, a hormone-like substance called phytoestrogens, which are naturally occurring in, in um, certain plants. But given the right conditions they can actually copy or um, mimic the action of um, female hormone estrogen so and no one knows what the long-term effect that might be you know giving our kids lots of soya products with these phytoestrogens again it wasn't part of our natural food supply 
we're all probably exposed to way too much estrogen and estrogen-like hormones these days. You know, we talked before about um, BPA and bisphenol A and hormones, xenoestrogens coming from our um, plastic water bottles. We're talking about estrogens in our food supply. You know, things like the pill, HRT's been around since the 1950s, maybe a touch later. So all of that hormone doesn't get broken down and made into safe substrates. It just gets weed out into our water supply, so our ocean. So it's getting into our food supply. We're looking at, you know, mass production of um, um, animal animals, basically chickens, pigs, um, you know, and, and over the years hormones have been used or antibiotics have used that have had a hormone-like effect. So we've already got issues with way too much hormone in our food supply. So, yeah, definitely avoiding soy is, um, particularly the non-genetically or the genetically modified soy is going to be beneficial. Um, soy also contains um, what are called goitrogens. So anyone that has, you know, we've talked before on this show about underactive thyroid. Anyone that has thyroid issues, and, you know, most of us, we get older, our thyroid's not going to be what it was when we were at our peak health, which is about 22 to 25, unfortunately. Um, soya can, or the compounds in soy can interfere with iodine metabolism in our thyroid function. So for men... Drinking lots of soy milk can end up with man boobs. For women, that's just a bit of a joke, but for women, it's going to interfere with their thyroid function. I do like, Peter, when you said that uh, drinking lots of soy when you're, your thyroid, sorry, when you're not at your peak performance, you looked at me straight away as if to say, <laughs> as if to say Mark, you're good oh. here, so whoa, well behind you there. Uh, with that in mind, though, is there a time where you think that consuming soy is okay? Um, look, the type of soy product and the way it's been prepared are extremely important when it comes to the impact upon your health. So, and I'll talk a bit more about this in the next segment, but um, you need to look for non-genetically modified, organic, and fermented soya products. So fermentation is, you know, soy used in Asia traditionally has been fermented soya products, and fermentation has been shown to re reduce the level of phytogens, phytoestrogens rather in soy by as much as a third um, but also helps to break down these goitrogens. Um, soy also contains other anti-nutrients such as saponins, phytates, trypsin inhibitors which can all interfere with the absorption of essential nutrients. So when you ferment soy you actually break a lot of these compounds down. So it's kind of interesting like soy is a great food product when it links back to a lot of the things we've talked about gut flora, genetically modified food, um, the benefits of fermenting in making food more digestible. So, yeah, in the next section, we'll talk a bit more about what, what soy I would recommend eating. And Paul from Newcastle, you've got a question for Peter. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Peter, how are you? Well, thank you, Paul. How can I help? I've got a sperm that's been bothering me for about eight weeks. I took salad tablets. I took everything. But have you got anything I can take to remove my sperm? Yeah, look, definitely. The, the, one of the best things to take when you've got a heel spur is um, silica. Yes, that's what I've been taking. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the other thing that really helps is, are you rolling your foot on a rolling pin? Uh, yeah, I just got myself a Chinese rolling pin with the little spikes on it. Just wipe your foot on it, back and forth on it. Yeah, okay. Or so a bottle, what, what you need or a bottle to... with water in it. Yeah, what you need to do is bathe your feet in warm water and say washing soda. And yeah. then 
take your once your feet have warmed up, then roll your foot on the the bo- the bottle or the um, your Chinese rolling pin. Yeah, and yeah. then, so that what that does is just it just stretches the ligaments and it starts to help break the spur up. And then you want to yeah. massage massage your heel with um, you know something like DP or some sort of rub. Yeah. And you do that. You do that every night for a week, and then every oh, okay. every second night after that until it goes. Um, and yeah. if you get onto a, as I said, a good quality silica. And I've yep. also found if you get onto a, a anti-inflammatory, like a turmeric anti-inflammatory as well, that the two together, yep. two together, make a massive difference in trying to help get rid of that spur or, or settle down the symptoms. Let's get into it. What can we and what can we not eat, or what should we be not well, eating? Well, I think I think when it comes to soy, you really should stick with um, fermented soy. So tofu is probably one of the best known soy products, but it's not fermented. Um, and can be quite processed. So I'd recommend trying something like tempeh. Have you ever had tempeh before? No, I haven't. Can you, what does that taste like first? <laughs> it's, made, it's made from fermented soybeans. Mm. It tastes, to me, it tastes a bit nutty. So it comes like in a, in a it's still a processed product, but it comes in like a, a slab or a, a sheet of tempeh. It looks like it's got peanuts in it, but it's not. It's just nutty and it's actually quite nice. So you cut that up into cubes and you can use that in um, stir fries. Um, baking, steaming, or grilling, um, and it contains a. Um, oh, sorry, it can make a. If you're trying to avoid meat, you could use tempeh in your stir fry. So that's the more definitely going to be I, better than tofu. The more I think of it, I've kind of get the feeling I may have had that slipped into a couple of meals. So I don't think that one's too bad. So <laughs> I'm, I'm all over it, Peter. I'm all over this soy thing. Now, substitute sauce for soy sauce. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a product. Or, or a, a product called tamari, and tamari is like a. It's made from fermented soy, but does not contain the additives and preservatives that you find in commercial soy. So commercial soy has got MSG and all sorts of nasties. So tamari, for anyone that you know likes stir fries, we'd I'd at home we'd make up a stir fry with um, tamari and maybe honey. We'd add honey in as well, so garlic and ginger, and then all your vegetables, and then maybe your tempeh, and then use tamari and. Um, and instead of soy sauce with the honey to give it that nice <sighs> dinner of Pe- dinner of Peter <laughs> Mullins house and we're all invited. <laughs> and the other one, and this is this is one of my favourite ones. Is, uh, have you heard of miso before? No, I, I'm really I'm not the foodie yeah, today, am yeah, I? Yeah, not at no, all. We, 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 we might turn this into a foodie show. Oh, we could do that. We could do. But that. I'd have to talk about all the dishes that my wife and daughter cook. Not that I necessarily cook. So <laughs> we, t- we we might need to pick our game it's a tough, up a bit. It's a tough job, and somebody's got to do it, Peter. It, it is. I've got a cheese sandwich waiting for me out there. <laughs> when I get off with you. So. <laughs> well, miso is something that you could give a go in winter, particularly. So if you've ever been to a or when you go to a Japanese restaurant and you get that little cup of soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's miso. It's sort of it's um made from it's a traditional Japanese seasoning, and it's made from fermented soybeans, which in itself is a complete sort of protein. It's um it's like a thick and salty paste, and it can use be used for sauces, spreads, but also made into a soup. So you can buy miso soup instead of having copper soup over the winter months, or if you're into copper soups, get some organic miso that you can paste that you can make into a soup. Tastes great. And the benefits are that it um, actually helps to feed your good bacteria and it contains compounds that actually help to prevent bowel cancer. I like the sound of that. So miso, mm-hmm. so you've got the, 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 the benefits of it being a fermented food, um, full of nutrients, great source of iron, calcium, potassium, B vitamins, um, 
It also helps to maintain a healthy pH through the gut. So I, I love miso soup. So if you're looking for a quick snack on a cold day, um, miso, miso soup. Miso the go. Now, what about, uh, this is something that I do not need, thankfully, um, but what about <laughs> baby formulas? I've seen a few soy ones on the market. What, have you thoughts on that, Pete? Well, Mark, it's never too late, is oh. what I would say to you Peter, first and foremost. Peter, Peter, we might try and find a date for Saturday night first, so let's just, let's just slow right down. If anyone out there would like a date with Mark... Oh, 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 come on. We could t- this could be a cooking show and a dating show. It's ma- we'll leave that for next week. Anyway. It's so- Master Chef and The Bachelor all rolled into one. That's it. And a health program. <laughs> we like to, you know... Spread our Mix wings, it up a bit. Mix it up a bit. Come on, baby formula, please. Soy get formula. Me out of this. All right, all right. So I'm not a big fan of soya baby formula. Um, we don't know about the phytoestrogen content. It tends to have a fairly high aluminium content as well. And, you know, obviously that's not a natural thing to have lots of in a baby's diet. Um, but on the same token, a lot of kids seem these days not to be able to tolerate the protein in cow's milk. So what I would recommend initially would be to try goat's milk, an organic goat's milk formula, because we suspect or it's suspected that goat's milk is easier for us humans to digest than cow's milk. Mm. So, But I definitely do everything to avoid getting onto a soya baby formula. Okay, avoid that if you can, thanks to Peter. And uh, I believe there's another fermented product from Japan you want to quickly Yeah, make? natto. So it's um, similar to the kidney beans, Japanese favourite at breakfast time, eaten with sushi, rice or in, a, in, a, in a one of those California rolls. Um, so you can get it from your local Asian grocer, but actually... Actually, a really good amount of protein, about 18 grams per 100 grams. So that's called natto. And again, fermented product, lots of health benefits. So if you are going to include soy, these are the ones that I'd stick with. We are back with Peter Mullen just for a little moment more, Peter. Well, Mark, I must say I'm surprised in that break that we... Yeah. that, that 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 um, phone keyboard didn't light up with dating requests for you. No. Well, see, that what happens is if people were listening, they were looking through the webcam or they followed our <laughs> podcast and they thought, no. Well, actually, no, 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 that's a good point. If people would like to get on and have a look at what Mark actually looks like, maybe recommend oh, it for their really? you know, daughters or granddaughters or... <laughs> oh, come on. <coughs> sisters what? or girlfriends or... Oh, no, girlfriends, no, no, friends. No, that's a whole different... That's yeah. a whole different... No, come on. Well, look, I'll, I'll keep working on that in the meantime. Okay. I'll give you the update next week. Thank you, Peter. That's uh, Peter Mullen. Your program finishes this week. You won't be back. <laughs> Jeff, you're, you, Jeff, you're joining us on the line. You've got a problem with eczema you'd like to talk to Peter about. Yes, I would. Hi, Peter. Hi, John. Hi, Jeff. Um, but yeah, I've got... Uh, well, I've been told I've got eczema. Uh, the doctor reckons it is, and he gave me prednisone. Prednisone, but uh, that didn't do anything, and I'm not too impressed about taking them anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but my, my calves are up. It's on my back, uh, arms... Um, and my ankles are swelling up like balloons. Okay, okay. Well, look, what um, what I would do, and your doctor definitely thinks it's eczema. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, with with eczema, like we know, eczema is not a it's a it's a skin condition, but it's actually immune condition. Yeah, yeah. And it's coming often, very often, from a dysregulation of your gut and gut health. Yep. So, a couple of things you can do. I would. If your eczema is quite bad, I would go and see someone about it. I'd actually right. make an appointment, go and see a naturopath, um, yeah. because it's sort of it's often that's the full full health approach is the way to go. Yeah. Um, now the way you could what you could start to do in the meantime um, is you could get yourself onto a really good quality probiotic. Yeah. And it needs to be one that contains what's called LGG. Yeah, well, I've got one in the. I am on one. I've got one in the fridge. I got from Visionary. Okay, great. Well, they'll have you on the right one, hopefully. Yep, yep. 
Um, Doesn't seem to be touching it, though. Yeah, I'd also get a test done maybe for food intolerances. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a pretty good diet. That's the trouble. I mean, I've tried to, we, I try to avoid wheat and all that sort of stuff. And are you keeping away from the dairy? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yep. <laughs> are you taking Are you taking some zinc and vitamin C? Uh, I've got zinc. Yep. Yep. Get yourself onto some vitamin C as well. Okay. Um, and I'd also get onto some really good quality fish oil. Yeah, I'm on them too. Yeah, look, I well, think... I've got all those from Visionary, but that just doesn't seem to be touching it. Look, I think you need to go and see someone um, and just go through some like further testing maybe and just find out what's actually causing your eczema. Okay, and some great advice there uh, as well. Peter, we're going to run out of time, so very quickly, uh, soy milk. Uh, yeah, so with soy milk... Um, Unfermented soy should be avoided, at least limited. So I would probably steer clear of soy milk. Actually, make your own almond milk would be what I'd recommend. Mm -hmm. And it's really quite simple to to do. Um, And we've got a couple of good blogs on our website explaining how you can make your own almond milk. And I'd um, swap over to almond milk and get away from soy altogether. A few years ago, I got onto a brand of oat milk, um, and I just loved it. And this one particular brand, and of course, it got it was, whenever I like something, it gets discontinued. It's got taken off the market. So that's my sob story. Yeah, well, look, you Why can, does that happen? You can buy like most most commercial milks that we buy will have sugar added. You can get like an unsweetened almond milk. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably stick with something like that, or have a go at making some yourself. Okay, maybe we can talk about that in our next <laughs> session, Peter. And very quickly, you've got some uh, next talks coming up. Uh, yep, managing menopause naturally. Um, we've, it's fully booked, but we're taking names for a second talk. So if anyone's keen to come along, it's a free talk. And that's on the 13th of June, 27th of June. We've got a free talk on the scary truth about carbs and sugar, natural remedies for diabetes and blood sugar issues. And there's still plenty of seats available for that one. Mm, so lots of great information there and uh, some information on your website too. Yeah, absolutely. And we might even, um, on the two when you are website, we, we might put a dating site up or a dating app up for you. Yeah. I don't know if you can, You are going to get me into so much trouble here. (laughs) Happy to help. Happy to help. Yeah, that's Peter Mullen. Happy to throw you under a bus at any any opportunity. Peter, thank you so much for joining us. And, of course, next week uh, we're talking about dealing with hot flushes naturally. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if Jeff, who we were just talking to, if he wants to sort of talk a bit more in depth, um, he can ring the office and I'm happy to give him a call back and go over a couple of extra things that, you know, he might not be doing yet as well. Wonderful. That's it, Peter. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks Same very much, time. Mark. For health and wellbeing at 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, wellbeing, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.